Chapter twenty six of eighty seven by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty six Home. The door of Dr. Decker's consulting office was ajar, and four gentlemen were within in earnest conversation. Some one entered the reception room, and a murmur of voices reached to the office. Dr. Decker turned his head in that direction. What is it, daughter? he asked it is nothing papa except that i want to see dr kelland a moment when he is at leisure it was miss nettie decker's voice the younger of the two physicians who were sitting beside the table arose and stepped to the door i will be at your service in five minutes more he said and returned did i disturb a solemn council nettie asked when the five minutes were over and he had joined her in the family sitting-room I did not mean to speak a word, only to ask James if you were in, but Papa is so quick to hear our voices. Doctors are always in council, and one has to interrupt if one is ever to speak. The business was quite over. Your conscience need not trouble you in the least. What is there I can do for you? Why, I want your company, if you can spare the time. I want to meet the 640 train with the carriage papa said he could spare that but not himself and robert is away you know i could go alone with the driver of course but i don't want to it happens to be an occasion on which i would like to put on all the proprieties possible the doctor looked at his watch and at his memoranda inquired as to the amount of time which would probably be involved in carrying out her proprieties and declared himself entirely at her service for the hour i have to be explicit as to hours and minutes you know he said with an apologetic smile i know i have not been brought up as a doctor's daughter without learning some things only i don't think you physicians are ever very explicit as a rule you have no hours except for sick people winter i'm glad you are a doctor and i'm glad papa is it seems to me i would not have him otherwise for the world but all the same i am quite equally glad that robert is a lawyer can you understand that state of mind of course it is on the principle that if all men were physicians your father and i would have no patience on which to practice after which he went merrily away winter kelland m d no he was not used to it the cards which bore the words had still a strange fascination for his eyes he had not been so long graduated that the glamour had worn from them there were leisure moments when it seemed almost a dream to this young man that the years of hard preparation were well over and he had won an honourable title in point of fact he had been legitimate owner of the title but seven weeks long weeks they seemed to look back upon so much of life had been crowded into them but in passing they seemed to be on wings the young man will always remember it that warm evening with the smell of summer in all the dewy air and the lights of the city gleaming upon him from a hundred eyes as the train entered the familiar depot the exhilaration of triumph which had upborne him throughout the long journey with the coming of evening and weariness had subsided it was the time for him to realize vividly that he was alone neither mother nor father nor kindred of any name to watch eagerly for his triumphant homecoming 
home why should he use that word in point of fact he had no home the old room at mrs tryon's would be ready he had no doubt to receive him but a faint smile which was almost the synonym for a tear was on his face as he thought of what a strange sort of home it was he had been more than two years away in the distant college which had been dr decker's choice he had had an exceptionally brilliant career there made exceptional by the intensity of his application his thorough preparation beforehand and his utter passionate absorption in whatever pertained to his profession dr decker had kept himself in regular communication with his student through the years had been in all respects so far as helpfulness went as good a father as a young man need desire and a more grateful young man than winter kelland it would be hard to imagine not the less grateful because the pecuniary part of the helpfulness had been a thorough business transaction a debt which he had bound himself in honour to discharge as the years went by and he prospered as he seemed not for one moment to doubt that he would nevertheless he was well aware that few men would have trusted him as dr decker had he was equally well aware that he had been helped in a hundred ways which no money could ever repay grateful he meant that a lifetime of eager return in all possible ways should show something of what he felt yet as the train neared the depot the loneliness grew upon him the past quite over now the business tie between them was broken it had been understood of course that the young man should begin life for himself from the hour of his graduation the utmost that dr decker had said about it of late was embodied in that one sentence as to the future my advice to you would be to begin in this city where you have already a name with the leading physicians and where my influence will be of more or less help to you but the world is wide and you will wish of course to choose for yourself the young doctor knew the sentence by heart it had seemed to him a sort of severing of the former relationship he had in his reply meekly expressed gratitude for this suggestion and said he should like of all things to begin in that city since dr decker approved and then he had added the probable date of his arrival calculating it carefully in the hope that the doctor might notice it as being the evening before the annual gathering of certain physicians of rank in his private office and send him a card of admission but dr decker had not done so as the train moved more and more slowly and the engine bell rang out its steady warning and the brakeman called out familiar street crossings indicating that the central station was near at hand winter wondered whether he should go at once to mrs tryon's taking the risk of his old room being vacant or whether he should stop at a hotel for the night it was quite past mrs tryon's hour for supper and probably he must be hungry though it seemed to him that he could eat nothing if only he had made one friend while he was in the city a friend sufficiently interested to meet him at the depot what a different feeling he should have had about getting in then he fell to wondering for the twentieth time whether he should stay on with mrs tryon how would his name look on her side door winter kelland m d mrs tryon would like it he thought and the boarders would 
and it would doubtless be as good a neighborhood as any for a poor doctor to start out in life he would wait though and ask dr decker's advice then he wondered when he should see dr decker and whether he should venture to call the next day or whether he ought to wait until the council was over and then it had become quite dark and the train had made a halt in the depot he remembered how he had almost stumbled upon the platform dazzled by the sudden glare of light and how the next second a firm hand grasped his own and a hearty voice said welcome home my boy where are your checks here thomas take these come this way kelland and bewildered silent almost trembling he had followed dr decker's quick steps around the platform to where stood the decker carriage with the old coachman john grinning at him from the driver's seat and had managed to step in with the help of the doctor's motioning hand and had been whirled down the street saying nothing the while beyond the merest commonplaces in answer to the doctor's questions blundering even over these as though he had lost the power to express himself in the simplest ways then the familiar house well lighted had appeared to him and he had stumbled up the steps after the doctor to the brightly lighted hall and had shaken hands with mrs decker and miss nettie and miss sate and kissed the baby who was now a pretty girl of five and had been hurried into dinner and when fairly seated with the family nettie had said sate it seems just as though we had a truly brother and he had come home and then every vestige of the homeless young man's composure had deserted him and he had felt in haste for his handkerchief and not found it in time to rescue a great tear which would roll straight down his nose what a time it had been all through the bewilderments and excitements of the next day he remembered every moment of every hour he had not been formerly invited to the council but he had been seated in the doctor's office when several of the members arrived and had been introduced as dr kelland gentleman and then each one had been formally named to him and he had been asked to supply them with paper and pencils not as though he were a guest but as one of the hosts throughout the busy exciting day he had been constantly appealed to as one who belonged to the establishment so that he might almost have felt that he had dropped into his old place at dr decker's right hand but for this astounding difference the doctor never once addressed him without that bewildering prefix and he appealed to him several times as an authority in regard to the deliverances of certain recent text-books at least that is about as much of the difference as could be put into words but it was simply amazing the many nameless ways which dr decker had of making this young fledgling feel that he belonged they sat late in council having dined together of course at dr decker's none of them spent the night time was very precious with each but several of them took the two o'clock train so that it was nearly morning when the doctor with his hand on winter's shoulder said well good night my boy this has been a hard day to-morrow we will sleep as late as circumstances will admit and after breakfast i should like a little friendly talk with you and then winter had gone back to the elegant room which he had occupied apparently as a matter of course the night before the friendly talk in the morning had extended over the greater part of the day having been subject to dozens of interruptions 
what was actually said when they were quite alone might have been compressed into a few minutes of time it closed on this wise well so you are quite willing to settle down here and take hold of whatever you find and what i can by degrees put into your hands that is not the way to put it sir i can never be grateful enough for your goodness in being willing to help me get started after all the rest then we are all right i declare it is three o'clock already i don't know what becomes of the time to-day i want you to go with me to see a patient on green street but first come to the door and tell me how you like my new sign it has just been set up since dinner the lettering is nettie's taste and i rather like it and then it had gleamed upon him in green and gold norman decker m d and just below it winter kelland m d office hours etc etc i had to guess at the office hours said the doctor talking rapidly to cover winter's silence and his own emotion but i thought they would on the whole be the most convenient for you it will be much better i think for you to join our family for the present we can work together to better advantage i need your help my boy i've been waiting for it for years and then he had ordered the carriage immediately and they had plunged into a whirl of work and care together with no time for sentiment now it was seven weeks afterwards and at times it almost seemed to the young doctor as though he had always been dr decker's associate and now he was seated in the family carriage with nettie on their way to meet the six forty train it was very pleasant this having been adopted by the entire family and called upon for family service as though he were indeed a brother i have always wanted a brother nettie had said heartily one day when she asked his help winter liked the position and felt no disposition to quarrel with the nearer friend robert who was frankly quoted before him as though since he had been received as one of the family circle there was no reason to hide from him other relations which were one day to be entered upon he is not a brother said winter complacently to himself thinking matters over carefully and i like being a brother i don't know how people ever care for any pleasanter relation than that by which you will understand that the young doctor had some things to learn during the somewhat long ride to the lower depot nettie explained her mission it is a scheme of our class you remember i talked our class to you when i was at home years ago on vacation well it is our class still i haven't graduated yet school duties pressed me so that i had to give up the regular meeting then there were some things about the ivy circle of which i did not quite approve so all things considered i dropped it when i came home last fall i determined to organize another class on a basis which suited me and start afresh so we did we belong to the class of eighty seven we have a large circle and real splendid meetings you ought to want to belong to such a circle as this is for the purpose of helping us then i am not absolutely sure but we could in some ways help you the features to which i specially objected in the ivy circle are eliminated from this moral worth is the only criterion of membership social distinctions based on position or money are utterly ignored 
as they should be among people who have self-respect i want to tell you about this girl we are going to meet she is in the dunbar street telephone office a bright pretty girl young and quite alone here came out west with a brother and he died a few months afterwards she has been here at work for two years and did not know intimately a dozen people up to the time when we coaxed her into our circle she lives in a dreary boarding-house and used to have some of the most desolate evenings which could be imagined we were trying to brighten them in every imaginable way one way and one of the best is to get her to help brighten other desolate lives tonight though we have a lovely scheme on hand we always notice birthday anniversaries in some simple manner not always by gifts but with a little festivity of some sort on this occasion seven of the members were so good as to have their birthdays come this month and the particular young woman you and i are going to meet starts out on her twentieth year to-morrow so to-night is the celebration for the seven she has been away for her month's vacation for once we have been quite reckless of expense have planned a lovely little supper gotten up in real elegant style in the private parlor belonging to the w c t u on portland street we have recitations instead of toasts and flowers and all festive things and present each of the seven with two tickets for the oratorio to-morrow evening isn't it particularly delightful that only one of the seven would dream of getting to the concert but for this now each can go and take a friend that is papa's plan he is especially charmed with the entire program he says he is forcibly reminded of a birthday party which aunt nettie made for him once upon a time doesn't it seem comical to think of any person planning an entertainment for papa's sake to try to help him but he says it would never be possible for him to tell how much it helped him i can imagine it her companion said with shining eyes i can imagine it very much better than you can end of chapter 26